0: Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have very special guests. We have Plastic Rhino. How's it going today, y'all? Hello. It's going well. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm really excited to have you here and uh, get to know more about you and uh, all the cool stuff you got going on this year. I know you just uh, released a single a couple of months back, and I'm excited to dive into that as well. So for the people that are just getting to meet you for the first time or getting introduced to you for the first time. Uh, what's, first off, let, let me uh, have you introduce yourselves individually and what you do for uh, Plastic Rhino. Uh,
1: my name is Tara, and I am the lead singer and co- Rhino, <laughs> pretty much.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Jack. I play guitar and bass in the band, um, and I'm also the co-rhino. No, you're the plastic. Oh, that's right,
0: I'm the plastic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. And uh, how did uh, Plastic Rhino come together?
1: Uh, Craigslist, actually. Cra- why did I go Western all of a sudden? Oh cra- Craigslist, Craigslist. Uh, we <laughs> met on Craigslist. I auditioned for a different band that mm-hmm. Jack was in, and as a for singer, you know, back when that's what you did. to to find back back when
0: craigslist was actually a website people people used and not crazy people
1: yeah exactly (laughs) so uh that's that's how band members found each other back in the day so uh yeah we i auditioned for his band and i got in that band and then him and i decided to start our own band and that's how plastic rhino was
0: formed awesome and what was the uh, original idea for plastic rhino
2: Well, uh, we originally started off as just doing being an acoustic duo, just doing covers for funsies around town, you know, going to bars, open mics, just to have fun and whatnot. And then we started writing our own tunes and we started writing and recording them as a a full band in the studio. You know, we'd get, you know, either help from friends or hired help to fill in on drums, uh, drum duties, work with producers to help flesh out some of these song ideas that weren't finished. Um, yeah, and then once we re- re- recorded everything, we would get a live band together, go out and play those songs, and that's that's pretty much our deal.
0: Awesome, awesome. And are you both born, raised L.A., or are you from other parts of the country or world? I'm born, raised L.A. Okay.
1: I'm born in L.A., and I was raised all over, but mostly Southern California. Gotcha,
0: so. gotcha. So it, it's not – you've been in L, pretty much L.A. your entire – both of your entire lives – For the most part yeah yeah a good chunk of it awesome awesome and so uh plastic how long have you been playing together as plastic runner i know you mentioned like 11 years ago is when you first met but
1: yeah we really started like playing playing like 2013 2014 Mm -hmm. um 2015 we released our big album played a bunch and then um kind of hit a plateau and stopped performing for a while as plastic rhino. Um, I went out and did like my own stuff and um, became a backup singer and uh, a demo singer and a uh, studio recording artist um, and wrote like my own stuff. And Jack pretty much decided to pick up bass guitar or bass, I should say, because there were a ton of guitar players in LA, but not that many bass players. Yeah. So he started gigging around town as a bass player and he joined a bunch of other bands and then plastic rhino kind of fell to the wayside. But then, you know, this pandemic thing happened in 2020 and uh, we were both bored in the house and uh, angry and frustrated, you know, as everyone was. And just all these song ideas just started pouring out of me again. And I was like, these are definitely plastic rhino songs. I think we need to bring plastic rhino back to life. So here we are
0: two years later. Awesome. Awesome. You know, it, The pandemic brings it brought a lot of projects back, but it also destroyed a lot of projects, which is absolutely um, really interesting. Um, So, yeah, you started you after about a five year hiatus.
1: Yeah, it it turned out to be about five years. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, And then you started playing again right around the beginning of the pandemic. Um, Obviously, the pandemic had a lot to do with that, but how do, or, what was kind of the tipping point after the pandemic when you decided, Hey, we need to start playing together again.
1: Oh, I mean, uh, I mean, we, we went back into the studio to record all these songs in December of 2020. So the writing process took a couple months, um, of us like going back and forth idea wise. And then we hit up our old producer, Tom, Mm -hmm. And we're like, we've got a lot of song ideas. We need to get back in the studio. And, you know, at the time he was kind of like, oh, I'm not having anyone over, but uh, we, we finagled him. We, we took things very cautiously and um, just went in for a good two months in the studio and uh, recorded nine songs.
0: Awesome. And
1: awesome. so we, so far we have released three songs out in the world from Mm -hmm. the upcoming album. Uh, A fourth single will be released next week on 422. Um, And then we have our music video for bleeding heart uh, being released on vivo on 429. So exciting stuff. We still haven't performed yet live out in the world at all, but we were, we are definitely planning on doing that very soon, probably in the next two months.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So let's talk about uh, "Bleeding Heart" because that's the song that's out right now. Um, What is or what's the story behind uh, "Bleeding Heart"?
1: "Bleeding Heart" is a song about love, and it's a song about how um, love can really mess you up sometimes, and how uh, pretty much pretty much is about the give and take in relationships and how when one person is starting to lose interest, the other person has to uh, either step up and bleed for the love and fight for the love, or, you know, then the love will disappear and usually most people break up or end up in divorce. So the song is about fighting for it, not giving up on it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And, uh, you've got a lyric video out for that right now. Um, and uh, the you said the music video will come out in about two weeks, right? Is mm-hmm. that how that math checks out? Yep. Math's yep. never been a strong suit of mine, So it's, uh, <laughs> uh, no, that's awesome. And uh, so you got one more single coming out before the album drops. Uh, how, what's kind of going through your mind right now, not having pl- uh, been a band for five years, and then coming back during the middle of a pandemic recording, releasing music, what's kind of going through your mind right now that you're in like the thick of releasing an album, promoting it, releasing singles, music videos, all that stuff.
2: I mean, it's all kind of a new experience for all of us. Cause I mean, not just us, but the world, like coming out of this you know, pandemic or post pandemic era, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, Everyone's kind of like, oh, what do we do now? I guess we go back to normal. Um, It's it's new waters for everyone, so we're just kind of going through the motions and see what it's like. And
1: Um, I mean, you know, it's it was definitely a different world in that uh, most bands usually focus on getting Mm -hmm. right out there and performing their new material, and you you kind of had to re navigate the music world and realize like make your online presence bigger um, and actually put more of an effort into, uh, streaming and, and getting on all those platforms and like, uh, actually doing well on those platforms, um, to create like a fan base in a different way. So, you know, that's definitely been a learning experience, but we've, um, we've been navigating it pretty well. And I'd say that, um, on Spotify, we got put on one of their editorial playlists. So that was really exciting. And, um, we're hoping that that's just going to keep building and we're just going to keep, climbing up those stairs and now the idea of actually putting a band back together and going out and playing live is Mm -hmm. like feels a little foreign but also very exciting and um definitely have to dust off the cobwebs Um, (laughs) do some stretches
0: for sure since you're kind of in the process of trying to build out the rest of the band for live shows and whatnot uh what are you looking for in a musician when you're kind of setting out okay we need Drummer, guitar—you know, like whatever it is you're looking for to fill out in the band. What do you, what do you look for in a musician?
2: Someone that shows up on time first, <laughs> fair, or shows fair, up fair. at all.
1: Shows up, learns the songs, does their homework. That's pretty much mostly it. You know, I mean, uh, in this day and age, luckily we have a lot of great friends that are amazing musicians because mm-hmm. that's one great thing about living in a city like LA. You. you you've got a lot of great talent around you musician wise. Um, so yeah, it's more just like who we vibe with, who, mm-hmm. who grooves with us and, um, who likes our stuff, who wants mm-hmm. to play it and who gets excited about it.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and so you've got, uh, a new, you mentioned that you've got a new single dropping Friday, Friday, right?
1: Yeah. yeah this coming Friday. Friday. Very, very um, excited about it
0: what's the uh, name of this single or have you announced the name of the single yet?
1: Yeah. It's called scream so loud. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a girl power song. It's about women rising up and taking their place in the world. Awesome. Awesome.
0: And uh, what, what was it about this song that you were kind of like, this needs to be the last single before we release the album.
1: Um, It's, it it definitely like uh, uh, finishes shaping our new Plastic Rhino sound for the album um, and uh, shows everyone that uh, we definitely went harder on these songs this time around and um, dropped, dropped a couple.
2: Yeah. Using a a lot of a drop B tuning on the guitars. And like kind of finish what she was saying, basically like the first single we put out has like very, a lot of, a lot of heavy guitar riffage Mm -hmm. going on. And then the next single we put out um, was like kind of back up into standard, kind of very riff rocky. And the last single we put out more was probably the happiest, grooviest one we put out. Mm -hmm. We we tend to write a lot of doom and gloom stuff, but um, yeah, just it's it kind of completes the whole spectrum Mm -hmm. of sound that we're trying to cover.
1: Mm Kind of gives you a a a broader idea of what our album's going to be, and like every kind of. A uh, soundscape or mm-hmm. rockscape that we we tried to touch on, um, and and hit the bands that were really influenced by. So this next song for me is like our most Alice in Chains song, which is probably one of our biggest influences. So that's why I'm probably most excited about yeah. the song.
2: <laughs> yeah, all the singles we've put out so far—it's kind of like one of those fancy beer flights you get at yeah. the <laughs> fancy <laughs> beer place. Yeah. A taste of each one.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and are you going to do a music video for this one as well? Yeah, okay. that is the plan. Awesome. Awesome. What, when you're doing your music video, have you done a music video for all the singles mm-hmm. we have? Uh, yeah. When you're doing the music videos, is it all predominantly your ideas or do you like bring in a videographer and say, Hey, this is kind of what we're thinking. You make it work.
1: Yeah. It's definitely, um, a a shared, uh, mm-hmm. idea, like, a idea room between uh, the director we work with and and what we what we envision Mm -hmm. because we we like to come up with like the concept of what we're trying to portray in our music videos um and we go back and forth back and forth and then once we we're like yep that's it that's what we want to do that's what we want to touch touch on that's when we'll present it to the director that we're working with and then it's up to them to take it and really make it their own like uh how they want the angles how they want to add the effects like yeah. lighting like that's all them we yeah we let them do their their creative process for that
0: gotcha that makes sense yeah. uh, and then as far as like writing obviously you just recorded a bunch of music but what went into the uh writing process for that music how does like the writing break down for plastic rhino uh
1: pretty much it's uh, i love to record into my phone Mm-hmm. into my voice recorder and i will record everything from drum ideas to guitar l- <laughs> licks to <laughs> vocal stuff and then when i like go back and i'll play a bunch of it for jack and then he'll usually pick up a guitar and be like oh yeah i know this is this is cool i like this i'm gonna work with this or sometimes he'll have like whole song ideas hashed out and he's like here i, I need a uh, vocals now and and melody
2: yeah, I even have like old voice memos from like even like crappy ones from years ago, just like little random okay. like riff ideas. And I'll be like, oh, I like this riff. I mean, we should build from that.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. And like the fact that it's voice memo, like that just seems to kind of be the way everybody's going right now. Yeah. Um, which is really cool because it's a little it gives you instead of like writing it down where all you have is the words. Whereas if you like do a little voice memo thing, you have the, the like the inflection, yeah. I, which I think probably does a little bit
2: more once you sit down for the creative process. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I've tried writing stuff in the past on paper and I'm like looking at it, I'm like, damn, this sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for sure. Um, and so when you're writing, are you just kind of sporadic with your writing or are, do you find yourself having to be more Uh, I don't want to say militant, but disciplined with your writing. Um,
1: Yes. And I think like uh, for me, if, um, if someone comes to me with the musical idea, Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier for, for my artistic creativity to, to flow Mm -hmm. versus uh, if it's just me coming up with it completely by myself, I get very Mm -hmm. distracted and uh, distracted. And honestly, I write some of my best stuff in the car when I'm Mm -hmm. driving So then I have to like pull over and record it. And, um, and then that's probably the best place because you're just in the car and it's just zone out little, you know, cavern, if you will. And it's, for me, it's a, it's the best place for my mind to actually focus.
2: It's your safe space.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, And so my mind can really like zone in on what I'm trying to do versus like, if I'm at home, um, and I'm just around and I'll like, let's, I'm in the kitchen cooking or something. And I'm like singing something in my head. And I'm like, do, 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 And I record that. And then I go back. I'm like, no, no, that's not good. That was awful. <laughs> gotcha.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> and so, uh, you said that you recorded not, there'll be nine songs on the upcoming album. Yeah. Nine songs. Uh, was that. All the songs that you had written, or was there kind of a cut down process?
1: We had like fifteen ideas.
2: (laughs) We whittled it down to the
0: best ones. Yeah, gotcha. And what were you looking for in the night? Was it what were you looking for in the songs that you ended up cutting down to, or was it just like making it so that it was all like one cohesive look and feel?
1: Um, I think well because all of our songs are actually a little bit different from one another. Mm-hmm. It was more like uh, let's just pick the most different sounding songs mm-hmm. from each other to keep things interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, you'll you'll hear that it's still Plastic Rhino through mm-hmm. and through, but um, uh, we didn't really want to put songs that sounded super similar okay. on this album. So that's, that was one way we had, um, got rid of some songs was like, yeah, this kind of, this one kind of sounds a lot like this one. There's mm-hmm. no need for it. And you, you know, bands get boring when they start sounding like themselves yeah. in my opinion, yeah. they should be, you know, I get it. Like you, you became successful <laughs> off of this sound, but should also be renewing your re regenerating mm-hmm. re re
2: keeping it interesting.
1: Yeah. Building on what you, yeah. you created and going from there. Yeah. It's either going to be great or it's going to suck, but at least take the risk.
2: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely.
0: hundred percent agreed. Yeah. Um, so of the nine songs that are going to be on this upcoming album, obviously you haven't played a show yet, but what's your favorite song to kind of play?
1: Mm, good question. What do you think?
2: So far, I'm, anxious, well, I'm I'm kind of anxious to check out some of the unreleased stuff. Mm just kind of get a vibe check on those, see how, how receptive those are to people. Um, but as far as like the ones we released so far, I think Euphoria now, the very first single of the latest batch is one of my favorites to
1: play. Mm-hmm. He does have a really cool uh, Eddie Van Halen solo that he wrote um, on the, uh, one of the songs that's just going to be on the album. We're not going to release it um, mm-hmm. called Empath. And I think, For me, that's probably your best work that you did on this whole album, guitar solo-wise. So um, I would love to hear that live. Mm -hmm. Can't wait to hear that live.
0: (laughs) And just because the songs didn't make the album, will you still play them at shows? Like, of the 15 Uh, songs that you, like, recorded, or do you think they're they're just kind of dead in the water until...
1: I mean, never say never. Like, one of the songs that was supposed to go on our last album... Uh, that didn't make it is now on this album. So yeah, you should never, never throw away songs. So gotcha. those
2: songs will probably end up on the next record. <laughs>
0: <laughs> gotcha. Very fair. Uh, have you announced the, uh, release date yet for the, uh, album? Not yet. Not yet. Uh, probably sometime in June. Okay. So it'll be relatively soon, mm-hmm. right? Right. Beginning of the summer, mm-hmm. which is a good time to release music. And then, yeah. uh, when are you looking to start playing shows right around that same time?
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah probably do a big album release show
0: all in
2: uh, la there or would you look to start
1: uh we Go. hope to tour we would love to tour this summer um we'll see how we'll it goes
2: keep building condominiums out of all our favorite venues you know yeah. we might have to look outside of la
1: yeah we're gonna try to play viper room one last time before it gets shut down
2: hey do
0: you know when that closes because i can't find a like oh, firm
1: there's no date set in stone yet but it's like Everyone just keeps talking about it, that it's happening. It's going to close soon.
0: Get in your shows while you can Yeah. pretty
1: much. Gotcha. (laughs) Gotcha.
0: Well, I mean, that's unfortunate. I haven't had it, never got a chance to make it out to see a show in the Viper room, but you know, the the stories and the legend will never die. So
1: yeah, it's a pretty cool venue. It's a bummer. I mean, they do plan on reopening it Mm -hmm. in this crazy new condominium structure. So We'll see if it's cool or not, but the problem with what happened during the pandemic in LA, we lost a lot of Mm. amazing uh, music venues and it's really sad. And I hope that new ones, that some come back. I really do. I hope that uh, uh, either new ones open or old ones open, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of them got turned into restaurants and pubs. So I hope uh, some of them will go back to, being a live venue
2: again. Yeah, we came this close to losing the troubadour. Oh, oh wow. yeah, that was scary, but we
1: didn't. Yeah. yeah,
2: that's, I mean, that
0: that's just like a common tale. Like I know here in Texas where I'm at, we lost so many like Texas dance halls where the Texas red dirt musicians play and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, and even places that I've lived before, I'd get mess, like early on during the pandemic, I'd get messages from friends saying, hey, this place closed and it's like, wait, what? We're two weeks into the pandemic. How have they closed already? And it's one of those things that it just shows you some of these places, their margins are so thin that being two weeks out of business or being closed for two weeks, just it's like, nope, we can't
2: go anymore. So
0: yeah, yeah a couple That's of soda sad.
2: sales makes the difference of paying the electric bill. Yeah.
0: It's true. For sure.
2: For sure. Yeah. So um yeah, it's
0: just one of those common tales, which is unfortunate, but, you know, hopefully hopefully, as things start to open back up, they start to see, oh, hey, we can do this. Let's recover, figure out a way to make it work. So, yeah, awesome. Okay. And um, w- once you do start getting out there and playing shows, how often would you uh, really like to be playing? A couple times a week, a couple times a month? What's the... Probably,
1: I would say twice a month would be good good starting point we'll see you know see how we do see how it picks up see who comes out to shows
0: yeah (laughs) for sure for sure um and then uh as far as like just outside of music are you both full-time musicians or do you have side jobs that are uh supporting your musical addictions
1: we are uh full-time workers and full-time musicians so it's a busy life. Let's yeah. just put it that
0: way. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> uh, and then what, what do you, outside of work and like music and stuff like that, what do you do to escape and just like decompress?
1: We watch a lot of um, TV shows, horror movies. For me, horror movies really help me decompress.
0: Nice.
1: I know, weird. <laughs> <But laughs>
0: no, I got a whole stack of like B-rated horror movies and just like the... For me, it's the uh the shittier the sh- horror film. The lower <laughs> the, the lower the budget, the better.
2: So speaking um, of horror shitty horror films, I just saw on the Peacock network they just added a Velocipaster. I saw that. I
0: was literally just scrolling through um uh Peacock and I was like, ooh, that looks like it'll be interesting. So <laughs> the the best slice, to say the least. Yeah. The, yeah. But I don't know. Is it's going to be hard for it to beat WrestleManiac, which is like the best <laughs> slash worst horror film I've ever seen. Ooh. So I'll it, add it to the list. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> what, what's uh, what's a good horror film that you've
2: seen recently?
1: Mm.
2: Mm. Recently, um, I don't like the in recent times. Probably like the Conjuring series mm. has done pretty well.
1: No, what's what's one we just watched? We Just watched one.
0: Did you just watch good. the uh, new Scream that came? Wow, no. I
2: haven't checked that out yet. No. Oh, we
1: watched we watched the the new. Um, oh my god, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, that one oh yeah, was really good.
2: Was it because? Yeah,
0: I, I it saw the. Was. I saw the one, the new one prior to this one, and I was just like. Okay, cool. You know, <laughs> and so I just kind of wrote the this new one off, and so maybe I need to go check it out.
1: No, it, they did a really good job actually, and it was pretty friggin' brutal.
2: Well, so. I'm I heard Michael Myers guy. So yeah, I've been digging the new Halloween movies. Yeah, I, I'm
0: I'm interested to see the because I think the one coming out this year is like the final. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be the final. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. that that one will be interesting. Like I like the. I guess Halloween, the second Halloween that came out two years ago, three mm-hmm. years, ago, whatever it was. Yeah, and yeah. then Halloween Kills. I was on the fence about that one. I, I appreciated like catching up with some of the backstory of the first film, Sure. which, yeah. was, which was interesting, but I think the third <laughs> one will be the uh, tell yeah. sign if yeah. it was a good endeavor or not. So.
1: Absolutely. I, thank you for reminding me. I need to watch the newest scream but I heard mixed things about it, but I'm a big, uh, James Wan fan and a 24. Mm-hmm. So anything that comes out on those malignant,
2: is that the one you were trying to think of?
1: No, but that was good. I I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked that one. Um, apparently the new X movie is supposed to be really good. I want to see that one.
0: Gotcha. I've not seen either one of those, so wow. I will have to add that to the, uh, <laughs> to the old list there. Um, so no, that's cool that, Uh, Even though you're working full time and doing music full time, you still have time to just kind of decompress and watch scary movies and stuff of that nature. So that's really cool. Um, As far as the rest of 2022, once the album drops, uh, what's kind of the plan moving forward from there? Take over the world. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, Hopefully figure out a tour.
0: Hmm.
2: We
1: would really love to get to Europe. We have a decent fan base in Germany. Um, so I'm really hoping that something can happen with a tour in Europe this summer, later summer, hopefully.
0: Awesome. It's, and the fact that it's opening back up, it's like, yes, you know, I got a, I got two messages today from people over in Australia that were like, Hey, do you want to come out to Australia in July? And I'm like, no, that doesn't sound overly entertaining. Cause that's like the dead of winter for you. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: But uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, but just getting out and traveling internationally. Cause I haven't done a lot of that in my life. Oh, which,
1: it's important. Yeah. And you gotta do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So no, that's awesome. But um, before we kind of wrap this up, cause I don't want to keep you too much longer. We do we do this with everyone that comes on the podcast. We have a random question generator. All right. I'm going to just fire off some questions of randomness. So if you're ready, I've got some questions to ask you. All right. Let's do it. If you could be famous for anything but music, what would it be? So basically anything outside of music?
1: Probably for me, um, fashion. Designer.
2: Mm -hmm. I'd be an expert hacker. Dig it. (laughs) Would you rather be a bored librarian or a busy barista? (laughs) I was a busy barista for six years, so... Let's try the board librarian,
1: please. (laughs) I think I'm going to take the busy barista. I like to be moving constantly.
0: (laughs) If a complete stranger randomly texted you and asked for advice, what would your reply be? Hmm.
1: Hmm. Don't take life so seriously.
2: Yeah, I'd probably say something along those lines.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Biggie (laughs) backer.
0: What's something that your parents did back in the day that you didn't realize was weird until you grew up? Oh. These questions are so deep. They're not supposed to be oh. this deep. <laughs>
1: um, hmm. That's a, that's a good one. I don't, I honestly don't know.
2: I'll say a dad getting angry for flicking the, the in- indoor light in the car. He made it sound like I was going to go to jail if I left the the light on uh, inside the car while he was driving.
1: Because it runs the battery.
2: Yeah, it's a tiny light bulb.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess leaving lights on. It's a good one. We'll go with that.
0: <laughs> if you were in a zombie apocalypse, what would your weapon of choice be?
1: Now, this one we've talked about a couple of times. Uh, I'm going with uh, aluminum bat wrapped in barbed wire like Lucille on Walking Dead because uh arrows you gotta you why you gotta, aluminum
2: bet though? You had a wood bet.
1: I i think well, because wood could split and the l- l- aluminum's lighter. Also, I
2: mean, aluminum has that satisfying king when does, you hit him yeah. in the head.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like I thought about like arrows or knives, but you always have to go get those. Go, yeah. Also, have you
2: ever loaded a crossbow? It, that thing has the like like almost a hundred pounds of pressure. It is a yeah. pain in the ass to load each arrow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you need to have like a like a
2: crank thing, and it's just like, yeah, nah, I'm good.
0: What about you?
1: What's your weapon?
2: Yeah, it would probably be like a bat of some sort, reusable, has a little bit of distance. Maybe a samurai sword, like Michonne, the yeah. Walking Dead. Yeah.
1: But that you have to constantly keep sharp. Yeah. So you have to have that it's pumice stone. Better than fetching stone.
2: arrows. <laughs> you have to yeah.
0: have the
1: pumice yeah. stone to like sharpen it all the time.
0: Sure. Yeah. I think a machete would be cool. Like, yeah, that, that would just be very useful outside of surviving the zombie apocalypse
1: absolutely you know hack
0: someone's head and then cut your
2: watermelons later you know
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) machetes though like the handle's a little short you'd have to maybe like get one with a longer handle Mm -hmm. you have to get too close you know yeah you don't want the blowback of the blood or the goop going into your your you know mouth or nose Mm -hmm. because that's how you get zombified
0: yep absolutely (laughs) uh, and then final question what current trend do you hate TikTok dances. <laughs> fair. Very fair.
1: Honestly, for me, it's um uh, uh beauty tips. Uh, beauty, be- like I 15 uh, year olds telling me how to do my makeup. <laughs> like you don't have enough experience. I'm sorry, but you look great, but uh
2: because well, my grab of the TikTok dances is like I'll post a video of my be like, playing guitar it's mm-hmm. you know, something i've worked years like practice and mm-hmm. really like love to do and whatnot and just get zero appreciation which whatever but and some you know, like a little kid doing a little dumb dumb dance all of a sudden becomes famous and paid to do it i'm just yeah. like really yeah yeah yep.
0: well, what drives me nuts about tiktok is like i'll post a like the graphic that I make to promote each podcast, I'll just post it on TikTok, and then I'll put like the music bed behind it, and I get almost half the views just on that one single TikTok of nothing that I would like on an entire podcast. And I mean, it's the, like
2: the app itself annoys the shit out of me. Like yeah. the second you open it, like you open it the full volume. Ah, ah! Yeah.
0: Yep, it's uh, it, it's rough. I hundred percent agree. <laughs> So, um, oh, oh, we got a friend.
1: Oh,
2: that's
0: funny. All uh-huh. I heard was the dog growling in the microphone, and I'm like, did <laughs> the dog just eat the headphones?
1: <laughs> no. These dogs, we can't do anything without them. So gotcha. here they are driving us insane the whole
0: podcast. <laughs> it happens. That actually looks like the dog I had when growing up. So kinda... oh, oh yep, that's exactly. Uh, but once again, I do want to thank y'all for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Um, and for the people that want to check out your music or interact with you on social media, where's the best place to do that?
1: Ah yes, um, follow us on Instagram, which is at Plastic Rhino Band. Um, we do have a TikTok at Plastic Rhino Band.
2: Reluctantly, <laughs> reluctantly.
1: Uh, Facebook is Plastic Rhino. I um,
2: think you just look up just Plastic Rhino. On yeah, Facebook.
1: Spotify. We're on. We're on. We're on everything. So we're on uh, YouTube, Plastic Rhino, mm-hmm. and um, um, yeah, Spotify, iTunes,
0: uh, uh, Google, yeah.
1: Deezer. I don't
0: know where else music is. these Amazon. Amazon. All all the platforms, essentially. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you all so much for hanging out with me. It's been an absolute blast chatting with you. Anytime you you want to come back on, feel free to reach out. We'd love to have you back on. Awesome. Uh, And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we will catch you all later. Awesome. Thanks, man.
1: Bye. Cool.